the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next two hours, we're going to be here talking about cars. If you'd like to join Eric and Brian, you can. There's three lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let's start off with something important, Larry Harker's Auto Repair. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you in part by Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Bob is a really good diagnostician. He's really good technicians. And the young men underneath Bob are being taught by a real master. So if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue in Indian School, he does oil changes all the way up to the sophisticated diagnosis. But if you've got one of those cars or trucks that you've been around the block and you've stopped at a lot of places and you say you've said these words, nobody can fix this problem or nobody can fix my car or truck, then you're wrong. Because Bob at Larry Harker's sure as that can. 38th Avenue and Indian School, you'll meet Ellen. She's at the front counter, and Bob is in the shop. So real quick, let me tell you, um, a, uh, no, I'm going to take Eric. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Eric. He's been waiting. Eric, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, good morning, Mark. i got a question. Uh, I've got an AC problem on my daughter's 2008 Honda Civic. And uh, I think more than anything, I'd like to make sure I understand uh, what it's doing before I go and, and try to get some repair done. But okay. uh, essentially what she's got there is, uh, I know there's one problem, and that is that the, the clutch is always engaged on the compressor, uh, whether the AC's on or not. And uh, I first noticed this when she had, it was idling, she had the uh, AC off, and it, uh, it blew uh, the pressure out, the pressure relief valve. And I'm, and so what I'm assuming is in that particular case, with the uh, AC off and the clutch engaged, uh, the condenser fan wasn't running, and it probably just built up pressure, and then that uh, that popped the pressure relief valve. Um, and then, uh, then she turned on the AC, uh, condenser fan come came on, um, but then shortly after the pressure relief valve also popped. And what I'm assuming is that. Um, at some point, it it tried to disengage the clutch, but the clutch stayed engaged and uh, built up pressure. And I'm, what I'm wondering is, am I understanding there correctly? And um, is there something, could there be something else in the system other than that clutch always being engaged that might be problematic? Well, yeah, the easy thing is, is just disconnect the harness from the back of the compressor or the clutch area of the compressor. And so just get down underneath there and... You know, pop that that uh, connector off, and if you have an electrical malfunction upstream that's keeping the compressor on, then you'll know that can replace the compressor is not the key. 
On the other hand, if the compressor continues to run after you've yanked the power and the ground on it, then you're going to have to replace the compressor. The rest of the, the questions are, they're not important at this point. You've got a compressor problem, so you put the compressor problem, you add exactly to the ounces, the refrigerant that it takes, then you go ahead and leave your gauges on there, you let it sit there and run, you, you hope the AC fan, con the fan controls come on, and that fan may be triggered by the on, the air conditioning, so it's on 100% of the time, or it can be triggered by a low-pressure switch or a high-pressure switch. So if it gets too low, it comes on or turns off the compressor. Actually, the low-pressure switch will turn off the compressor, and the high-pressure switch will turn off the fan and sometimes the compressor in the event that the, uh, the pressures are too high. So I can't tell you what's popping Freon out of it, but I can tell you that's the, that's the process I would take to fix it. Let's just get disconnected and see what happens. It's entirely possible that you've just got a bad clutch or the face of the clutch has welded itself to the pulley, the drive pulley, and that's the reason why it's there. Yeah, I think that's the case, that ladder, because uh, what I did is I, I removed the serpentine belt and got down there and just rotated the, the pulley, and the clutch turns with it, even with you know the car off and, and everything. So I think that the clutch is just welded to the... Um, yeah, because the belt drives the pulley, but the sh the clutch hub is outside the, of that pulley, and, and, and we fire it up electronically, and there's a big magnet that's in the pulley, the backside of the pulley. So when we magnetize this spinning um, belt-driven pulley, when we magnetize that, then it sucks the clutch um, face forward. So if you're going to do a compressor, read the directions exactly how to transfer oil. Because there's a variety of ways, but you can't just put three ounces of oil in a new compressor because it may come with three ounces. So sometimes they want you to dump the old oil out and measure it and then add that back to the new one or some mathematical equation of that. So just make sure you read the directions because us guys typically don't. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you, uh, because I'm, uh, you know, I consider myself, I guess, a fairly competent uh, shade tree mechanic, and I can replace a compressor. Can I take that car to a shop and they'll, uh, you know, uh, evac out the, the refrigerant and then I can do the work and then bring it back to them and that they'll, you know, evac and recharge for me? Will that save yeah. me a little bit of money or is that not worth the hassle? No, um, I'm glad you opened that door because that is absolutely the best thing. But what you need to do is make sure that they understand. You need to make sure that that underneath that car somewhere is a sticker and it says how much Freon it has. So, you know, it's say 23.5 ounces. We have sophisticated pieces of equipment where we can evacuate it. Then evacuation is pulling all the air and the moisture out of it. Then you let it sit for 20, 30 minutes to make sure it doesn't leak down because that would be a indica indicate, an indicator that you messed up the attachments to the compressor or we have a leak somewhere else. But if it holds pressure, then they put 23.5 ounces in that thing, and that thing will run as good as it ever could have. So you can't do that in your driveway because most people don't look at the cans and they think they're one-pound cans, which is a 16-ounce can, and nothing could be further from the truth. Many of them are 10 or 12-ounce can cans. So nobody really knows, and you can't measure out those kinds of, of, um, of ounces. So I would, I would applaud that, that direction, and you can call around and say, how much to evacuate and recharge my system? And there's gonna, they're going to quote two prices, the evacuate and recharge and the, and the refrigerant. 
and then they're going to tell you we're not going to cover the warranty we're not going to be in the food chain on this because you did it and that and then you can look them in the eye and say i followed the directions completely with respect to the oil and the compressor and that should put them at ease but that's how i would handle it okay and they'll and they'll uh they'll uh, uh what do you call it extract the exactly. refrigerant that's currently in there because i can't crack the system but they'll do that for me let me go replace no. the compressor and then come back and no, you can't take the you can't you can't take it to them with you can't replace the compressor, and then turn around and take it to them and expect it there to be. In order to replace the compressor, you have to take it off of the system. So you're going to lose all the refrigerate refrigerate refrigerant. Boy, I'm having a tough time today. You're going to lose all the refrigerant. Now, if you have a shop and you want to say to them, "Hey, can I bring it in first? Let's suck it out, and you just give me credit for this." Now, if it was my shop, I would say to you. I'm going to give you credit, but you're giving me contaminated refrigerant. I got to take the oil and the metal out of it. I've got to make it new again. So instead of, and I'm just throwing stupid numbers at you here. Instead of a dollar an ounce, I'm only going to give you fifty cents an ounce credit. And you go, yeah. okay, because you're not giving him what he's giving you back, which is virgin freon. So, but that's what I would do. Do you have a shop that you can deal with? Uh, I I don't. Do you have one you can recommend? I'm out in uh, the Chandler Gilbert area. Uh, you know, uh, I do have shops all over this valley that um, I recommend. This puts me in an embarrassing situation because I don't have anybody in the Chandler-Gilbert area. Um, uh, I only have, I have one shop up on the 202 and the 101 in Tempe, and then I'm near Warner and I-10. So if you wanted to, I, what I described to you is a process that we use, and so if you wanted to do that, but you can also just let the refrigerator fly and and do that but it's two trips to the shop let's suck it out and then you go do the compressor and bring it back so um, i know i know our staff wouldn't have any problem with that okay okay thank you so much all right thank you eric and brian you're up oh by the way the name of the shop in case you want it it's at warner and i10 is salem boys salem is my last name and boys is is a representative of all the guys that i grew up with (laughs) brian you're up next how can i help you Yes, I've got a cousin that was telling me the other day he's got an O2 Corolla, 132,000 miles on it present, presently, and it's got a 1.8 four-cylinder engine. He was using um, a synthetic blend oil for I'm not sure how long. It was 20,000, quite some time. And okay. he was talked into putting in the straight synthetic or pure synthetic oil in it, which he did. And he got to his next 5,000 changes every 5,000. And he got to his next 5,000-mile change, and they said, uh, sir, you're a quart down on oil. And he's, he, I said, well, do you see blue smoke? Uh, do you see leaks on the ground? He said, no, I checked for both of that. He swears up and down, neither one. So I told him they probably uh, did not fully fill the oil when he did his last oil change with the synthetic. And that's the only thing I could think of, and that's the reason I'm calling you, is if you'd have okay. any other idea of why he might be down a quart of oil at 5,000 with synthetic oil. Okay, what is, what is um, I mean, how do you know that you're one quart down? Tell me how, how, how you would know. He, he told me that the shop that he took it to when he went to do his oil change, they checked the oil before they dropped the plug, and he was a quart down on oil when he came in. 
I understand that. I understand that. My point mm-hmm. is you can ask 20 people what a quart low is, and you're going to get 20 different answers. I see. So, that, and, and that's my point. What he should have done is let me see. Now, I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been involved in some stupid dispute on behalf of some arbitration like the Better Business Bureau and other places where we talk about this. The ad mark is a quart. The ad mark is a court on everything. The ad mark's a court. But I've seen people pull sticks and the ad and the oil's between the full and the ad mark and they go, Oh, I better add a court. I've seen that. I've heard people, yeah. I've heard men, women, kids. I mean I remember an auto mechanics teacher I had who said, Once it comes off the full mark you have to add oil. Well there's nothing that's not truthful. That's just not right. truthful. So the question would be is where was it? Now, no blue smoke wasn't any, I don't think it has anything to do with the oil. I think the guy had to add exactly and, and have, because that thing could probably have three and a half quarts or 4.1 quarts. It's probably going to be some weird number. So he brings it to the full mark. He starts it up, runs it, brings it to the full mark. And when it sits on the full mark, he goes 5,000 miles. Now, I wouldn't add oil till it gets at the ad line or below. And I right. think that that's the test that needs to be done. He's scared that he got the wrong oil. He's scared that, it, that he made the change and his motor doesn't love him anymore. He's scared that yep. he may have caused damage. None of that happened. None right. of that. So well, that's and what, I assured him of that, too, because, you know, I, I, if I'd add oil, I'd do it exactly the way that you said. But he, he um, ran scared enough that he went back to the synthetic blend for the synthetic, and I said, well, that wasn't necessary, I told him. Well, I think there's, and that's the last issue. Um, synthetic, he's wasting his money buying synthetic and changing yeah. it at 5,000 miles. That's a crazy notion. That oil's yeah. eight to 10,000 miles. So if he goes back to a blend, then the blend is five to 7,500. So if he's going to do a 5,000K um, oil change and filter, then that's fine. But if he goes back to the blend, it's okay. You know, it's hard for me to counsel somebody who lives in Milwaukee um, because uh, they want me to fix their car through their eyes. I think what would be appropriate, I'm not telling you what to do, is just say I talked to a car guy that's been around for 40 years and is an ASE master, and he said going back to blend is no problem. He said make sure you don't add any oil till it gets below the ad mark. Even if it's at the ad mark, it's still... It's a quart low, but you run a risk of overfilling it, especially if it's a Honda, because it holds three and a half or four and a quarter quarts. So I would wait till it got a tad below add, and then I'd, I'd, I'd add some oil to it. So I think that's the appropriate thing to do. Anyway, thank you very much for bringing that up, because it gives us an opportunity to talk about when the car is a quart low and it, the ad mark is, the, is that number. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. This is KKNT 960. We'll be back. Do you have what it takes to be 960 The Patriot's top shot? There's only one way to find out, as 960 The Patriot and Scottsdale Gun Club present the second annual Top Shot Shooting Competition. 64 contestants will go head-to-head in a bracket-style tournament June 23rd and 24th until one person is crowned the new Top Shot champion. Whether you're new to shooting or a seasoned pro, Top Shot's accuracy targets, speed challenges, and even points for knocking down bowling pins will be fun and 
challenging for all. Make it to the finals and be crowned 960 The Patriots Top Shot and win $1,000. All participants will receive a Top Shot event bag with over $125 worth of goodies, like a Top Shot shirt and a free round at Scottsdale Gun Club prior to the event to practice. Sign up today at 960thepatriot.com for Top Shot, June 23rd and 24th. Details and sign-ups at 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by 21 Degrees Cigar Lounge in Scottsdale. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Media coverage of Britain's royal wedding focused mostly on breaks with tradition with a biracial divorced American bride and a couple that lived together before marriage. But the ceremony itself also sent more traditional messages. In a nation with church attendance half what it is in America, the Christian themes and references must have puzzled secular Britons, joining husband and wife in the eyes of God, not just through power of government. Eight days after Meghan and Harry united their fates, our younger daughter will make a similar commitment when we celebrate her marriage. We may not provide the lavish trappings of a royal wedding, but bride and groom always reign as queen and king in Jewish tradition. And may Shana and Mark always treat one another as royalty. I'm Michael Medved, proud papa. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Application deadline for all classes is June 15th. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Zika is still a threat, so why risk it? We're taking our doctor's advice on how to protect our unborn baby from Zika birth defects. Let's keep stopping Zika. Visit cdc.gov slash prevent Zika. This message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. My name's Mark Salem, and for the next hour and 40 minutes, we're talking about car, car repair. We can talk about wives' tales. We can talk about my dad used to do this. We can talk about my husband does that. We can do anything you want when it comes to cars and trucks and diesels and gas and motorhomes. If you want to talk motorhomes, that's something. But I wanted to finish up with a conversation about oil. Um it's important to know, and I'll just give you an example. There is no factory that Harley-Davidson owns that makes their oil. There's no such thing. They buy their oil from somebody who already makes oil, like Valvoline or Castrol or Chevron or whatever. Quaker State, Penn's Oil, Phillips 66, Motocraft. And even Motocraft is, is, has somebody else make their oil. 
the guys at Harley Davidson are told that they have to use Harley Davidson oil, and that's really illegal. If you say that you have to use oil, this oil, my oil, in your car, you have to provide it for free. And if you don't believe me, go look up the Magnuson Moss Act. And that's an act that started uh, with a couple of things. There was Toyota 100 years ago said that you had to use our oil filter. And then when you bought a vacuum, you had to buy the bags from the manufacturer. So they said, no, we're not going to do that. So the Magnuson Moss Act says that if you demand that they use your oil, you have to provide it for free. Now, what Harley-Davidson did was, in my opinion, was took all the letters and numbers off the quart of oil so you didn't know what you were getting. You didn't know what they wanted you to put in, and you were scared to death that they would catch you using some other oil. Well, here's number one is very few laboratories in the United States can tell you that this is Valvoline or or Quaker State or Chevron or Dello or Shell. They can't do that. And if you can find one, knock yourself out. And that kind of testing where they have to test all the oils would probably cost you a whole lot of money, and they're not going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. I'll tell you unequivocally that their engine oil, um, last time I checked, was a 2050. And it was a, sometimes it's conventional, sometimes it's a semi-synthetic. So it's a 2050. Now, your primary chain case oil, and I'll tell you the truth, is a cheap 30 weight. That's all it is, a cheap 30 weight. Nothing's going on. you got a bicycle chain inside this big case on the side of your Harley, and that 30 weight will handle that bicycle chain. There's no combustion. There's no water. There's no gasoline. There's no fumes in that case. So just put a cheap 30 weight. But the transmission fluid. The transmission fluid is a high-end gear oil, and it's a synthetic. So it's either a 7590 or it's a 75140. But you can use either one of those at buying it from O'Reilly's or an auto parts store. But a 7590 or 75140 is inappropriate. You can use a 75140 because you don't really have anything but an air cooling system. And... And in the case that you've got some other motorcycle that has a water-based system, then that's, that, that stabilizes the engine temperature. So you could probably use a 7590 in your gear oil. But if you're going to be running a wide variety of temperatures, um, you probably should use the 75140. So that's, that's, that's one of those myths. And it really started in my world um, when Toyota was telling everybody they had to use, uh, you know, Toyota oil filters. And the funny part about it was is that um, Toyota was subcontracting those. There are places um, out there in Phoenix today that uh, say that they um, pour Motocraft oil, but really it's uh, uh, Chevron or it could be Vaveline. And some people say that they have Vaveline, but they pour Motocraft. So it's a real pain to take all your signs down, and sometimes you're going to take a load like, I mean, we have five or six 250-gallon tanks. So we have six products we go, and so sometimes we'll buy this or we'll buy that, but we have to change all of our signs when we do that. So we just took all the signs down, and if someone asks us, everybody knows that we're pouring Motocraft or we're pouring Kendall or we're pouring Chevron, because sometimes there's a wide variation. Now, I can't mix them in the tanks, so usually I'll keep some of them, you know, really down low, and we'll pump them out if we're going to change. So that's kind of an oil kind of thing for you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let's talk about gasoline for a minute. 
I did a segment on television the other day about super and regular, and I'll tell you exactly what I said. And you can argue with me all you want, but we measure the burn time in the cylinder. So when we have the explosion, that's called the flame front. Now we can measure that. I want you to take a second and divide it into a thousand different intervals. Take one second and we're going to divide it into a thousand intervals. Now, unleaded has an explosion that lasts six one thousandths of a second. Six one thousandths of a second. Depending on who you ask, and there's a, a small variation, super unleaded is between eight and nine milliseconds. So that's eight to nine one thousandths of a second. Now, with a, in the older cars, the timing didn't have a lot of variation. So if you had pre-ignition, which is what cheap gas gives you, and I'm not calling unleaded cheap, I'm just using the difference between cheap and expensive gas, um, that, that particular process is, may very well cause pre-ignition. But I'm going to tell you this. Pre-ignition eats up the piston, destroys the piston, and I haven't seen an engine with a destroyed piston that I couldn't blame on something else. We had an engine that came in the other day that had a destroyed piston, but the engine had aspirated a piece of metal that the guy dropped down inside the engine and didn't know it while he was doing work on the top of the engine. We've had valve springs break and have the piston blow up because the valve was sticking out in the cylinder. In 39 years, I've never seen damage related to pre-ignition. Now, computerized cars are this. We got this knock sensor over there, and as soon as the knock sensor hears pre-ignition, or a knock, so to speak, it says to the computer, I hear noise, and the, and the compu- and this knock sensor's chattering. And the computer goes, and it turns the knob down. Do you still hear the noise? No, it's gone. Okay, and the computer stops. So it's knocked off a half a degree or one degree on your timing. This happens a thousand times a second. So from the computerized cars, which is 1996 and newer, those cars can handle a ping. So I challenge you, I don't care what your gas door says. When you open it up, you have to use premium. That doesn't mean nothing. We had a guy chime in that works on only Mercedeses, and he says he tells all of his customers the same thing I'm telling you. Use the cheapest gas you can find. You're never going to know the difference. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about gas. We're going to talk about sunroofs. But if we want to talk about your problems, we can. 602 508 0960. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday between 10 and noon, we're here talking all about cars. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents half-off tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. 
Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBD member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Well, I finally improved my credit score. What? The band is about to be discovered. Rock gods don't need to worry about credit scores. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, make ridiculous on-tour requests, tragically break up and blame creative differences. Yeah, I'm not banking my retirement on a band that's never left your garage. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, automobile, the Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here on the car show, Under the Hood with Mark Salem, every Saturday, 10 to 12. Right here on KKNT, um, SNS Tire covers the West Valley, and I like SNS Tire because they have a huge selection of different brands, different models of the same size. So if you stop by SNS and you say I'm interested in a set of tires, they're going to look at your tire size, and if you say to them I'd like three prices, good, better, best, and I want to write my check right now, and I don't want it to change between now and the time I pick up my car. You're asking them for a firm price, and they're very capable of that. SNS serves Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. So West Side people, if you really want to get a good deal on tires, SNS tires. But here's the benefit: they offer uh, everything from wheelbarrows to tractor tires and everything in between. But they have the opportunity 
to not only see your old tires, they can see unusual wear patterns or ones that are completely normal. Then they can go in, if you their offer, they can go in and determine what's causing the unusual wear pattern by the same token. If the pattern is then they're not going to go there. So they can ones to look at the tire, estimate, find, diagnose it, find it Many tire stores, you know that. So when you bring your car to guys like me, we would love to see those tires, see what problem we had. Otherwise, we have to start all over again. So that's kind of good about S&S is tires. They can look at the wear with you, and then they can wear, estimate, and you can decide what you want to do. So that's S&S tire. Real quick, let me finish, and then we're going to get to Jerry. I, I know you're nervous about when you open up the door on your Tahoe or on your BMW or Audi or Mercedes, your fancy Cadillacs, your, you know, top-end Fords. You're worried about, it says, you know, you must use Super. I'm just telling you there's a difference. 16 one-thousandths of a second explosion versus 18 one-thousandths of a second explosion. And I can assure you that nothing's going to happen. Here's what my wife and I when we had an argument because she wanted to burn Super and she had a Jaguar, I think it was a 2000 model, and it had a little four-wheeler on it, V8, and it had a factory supercharger on it. So, And I was driving a Suburban 454 with this giant motor in it. So she would fill up my Suburban, and I would fill up her Jaguar, and we would guess what you put in each other's car. So she would guess, and I would guess, and then we would admit what we actually put in I mean to tell you, I virtually put regular in her Jaguar every single time I filled it up. And her best shot was only 50-50. So she didn't know. I was probably a little better than hers because intermittently on wide open throttle, heavy acceleration with maybe a horse trailer behind the Suburban, I'd get a little bit of rattle if she had regular, if she had put regular in it. But if if I gave her my Suburban with half a tank, and she put regular in it, or if she put super in it to try to fool me, I knew that that, that intermittent would go away. So I'm just telling you, and right now with 40 cents difference per gallon between regular and super on a 20-gallon tank, that's $8. If $8 doesn't mean anything to you, keep giving your car super. But here's the deal. Just because you give your car high-octane or super doesn't mean it's going to love you anymore. It doesn't mean the water pump's going to last longer, the brakes, the tires, the transmission, the engine, the rings, the intake manifold, the injectors, all your electronics, your cam sensor, your cam crank sensor, none of that knows what kind of gasoline you put in the tank. So if you want to argue, 602-508-0960. Jerry, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I don't want to argue. <laughs> I was okay. just going to ask that question because I just turned the radio on when you were talking about it earlier. Now you just talked about it again. I've got a 2004 Chrysler Crossfire, which is Mercedes. And I wondered the same thing. As all I've been burning on mine is the mid-grade and I've never noticed any difference in performance or anything. So I'm kind of curious. You're saying that basically I should be able to go with with the uh, low-grade regular, and I should be okay? I, I'm, I, I guarantee it. Um, I, I, here's the deal. What happens is, is with unleaded gasoline, in an exaggeration, please understand this is an exaggeration because I don't have visuals. You, you can't see me, so I have to talk with my mouth. In a milliseconds of time, you have 16 milliseconds of flame, of explosion. And super gives you 18 
milliseconds of explosion. We're talking two one-thousandths of a second. So, in an exaggeration, super, one molecule ignites 50 and 50 ignite 100, okay? On super, or on regular gasoline, one ignites 10, 10 ignites 20, and 20 ignites 30. So, it's so silly, but you, you, Jerry, you would understand that nobody's going to buy a $100,000 Mercedes and expect to put regular in it. It's kind of a badge of honor. When you own an expensive car, you want to give it the very best. And, of course, you have to give it the very best because you just bought a car that's hundred dollars or $200,000. Now, there's a guy up in North Scottsdale that works on just Mercedes-Benz. And somebody took me to task the other day on, I don't know, Facebook or on one of the TV stations thing. And, and he chimed in and he says, Mark's right. I've been telling all my customers for 20 or 30 years that they don't need to run super. He agreed with me. He's got more tenure than I do. He says, in 40-plus years, I've never seen an engine fail. I've never seen a piston blow up because of the gas the person used in their car. So I, I hang my hat on that. I'm telling, telling you this for the reason I think you can save money. I'm not owned by a gas company. I'm telling you what I do. I mean, what I do. I have a twin-turbo Corvette. That'll do a, a ten-quarter mile. I have a blown Camaro um, that's a supercharger on it. And when I'm driving those cars, I put regular in Now, I don't know what my wife my son does because I don't care. But when I drive them, I put regular in Okay? Okay, so it's not going to hurt anything like the cat or anything else like that then? Absolutely not. Your catalytic converter just to consume hydrocarbons. So right. if your engine throws out hydrocarbons, there's this charcoal fire inside your cat. We burn up the hydrocarbons and send out carbon dioxide and water. So the catalytic converters will work the same. The oxygen sensors will work the same. The uh, engine vacuum will be the same. The EGR will be the same. The only difference is might be, and, and this happens fast, if the knock sensor is a pin, it tells the computer, and the computer immediately drops the timing a degree now, that can happen in the blink of an eye. So if there was some pre-ignition, your, motor's not gonna let, your computer's not going to let your motor self-destruct. Right, right. <laughs> that's the whole purpose of it. So, you know, anyway, okay. that's it. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for bringing that up. And your Crossfire is a, you already know it, it's a pretty fast car <laughs> all by itself. So anyway, 602 602-508-0960. Um, Gil, let me just get this out of the way. Strictly Diesel and, and Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-plus rated shop. They are dedicated to the best possible service, but they work on diesels. They're die-hard diesel service repair and parts guys. They work on both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks so that you can't take your school bus in there and you're not going to take your giant motorhome in there. The fact of the matter is, is light duty foreign and domestic diesel trucks. They're located at I-17 in Pinnacle Peak. They've been around a long time. They're open Monday through Friday and they have a really nifty website that has lots of parts for your diesel. So if you're interested in a cold air kit, may I suggest that you stop by Strictly Diesel on their service and repair website. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, 
We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Arizona Firearms in Tempe says to honor and support our military and our veterans. Be their hero by donating blood. This message from Arizona Firearms located at 1315 West University Drive in Tempe. Providing exceptional service for 40 years. One of Arizona's oldest and premier gun shops offering an extensive selection of guns and accessories. Visit Arizona-Firearms.com or call 480-968-7481. For Arizona Firearms, reminding you America is the land of the free because of the brave. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. It's 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and um, you're more than welcome to join our party here. All you have to do is call 602-508-0960. We're going to go to the phone. Steve, you're up first. How can I help you? Um, hi, Mark. I'm calling. I need to get uh, your opinion and your experience on something. Um, I've been uh, out of the new car market for a number of years, and I'm just getting back in. And I've been a um, Honda owner for 20 or 25 years, great cars. Uh, but I haven't been in there for a while, and I went into the dealership, and lo and behold, all the models that I like have CVTs now. Honda has gone very heavily to the CVTs and the Cords and the Civics and the Fits and the CRVs. And uh, it's made me sort of angry because I'm not a CVT fan, and I don't think they're very good, and I'm wondering what you feel about them and if they uh is it strictly a, a cost thing for the makers to put this, this what i think is a crappy transmission in 
<laughs> okay. A CVT, for those of you that don't know it, is a constant velocity transmission, and basically it's like a centrifugal clutch. It only has one forward gear, so there's no more of this in, 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 like that. You just It just goes in. Now, I agree with you that the CVT, in every way, shape, or form, has been a huge piece of donkey dung. However, they're getting a whole lot better. The thing that really bothers me about the CVTs is is about the only place, up until just recently, about the only place you could buy one is from the dealer. And they were pretty proud of them, and they didn't discount them much because they'd much rather bid Mark out of the, out of the project. So... Now we have people that are rebuilding them and are doing a good job because the parts are no longer proprietary, so they're available on the open market. I also want to tell you that the longevity of a CVT appears to be only slightly less than a four- or five-speed automatic. So when I say slightly less, in this respect, if if most transmissions are going to be failing somewhere north of 150, somewhere around 150 and a little bit north. And so if your CVT fails at 10,000 miles before a regular transmission, that's not really a harm or foul for me. So if you really like the Hondas, I can tell you I would not buy a Honda just because it has a CVT. I'll tell you what I would do, though. If you ever have a trouble that's related to the transmission, you take it in on a regular basis to document your concerns. Because when you get out of warranty and the transmission fails, then you can go back and say, we never fixed this problem. I still had this problem when I was out of warranty, and now the transmission's failed. You made numerous attempts on fixing the transmission, and you were never successful. So my warranty was never over because this problem existed during warranty, and here's the four or five repair orders that support that. And uh, that's a really good place to be. But I'm not going to chase you away from a Honda because, really, Honda and Toyota are the two big dogs in the import market. So I like both of them. Okay. Was it strictly a a cost uh, reason why they put these in? Are they cheaper? Is that the deal? Oh, no, no, no. They're not cheaper, but I think it's a fuel economy issue. I think it's a fuel economy issue. I think the transmission's not shifting. I think there's a wear and tear issue. That's going to be a little less, or at least they hope so. But I think this is a fuel economy issue, and I think that's what it is. So we're using a clutch to get you into high gear, and we're not shifting you, and we're not using electric solenoids, and I think we're going to be more efficient with the CVT. Okay? Okay. Got it. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Steve. Tom, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, Mark. How's it going? A good, question good. for you. Uh, I've got a 2016 Mazda with a navigation. I was all set to pull a battery out, and I got to thinking about starting over again. What do I need to do to save the uh, memory, I guess the memory for the ECM, the memory for the navigation? Is there an item I can get for that? Well, um, yes, there is. You you can get a cigarette lighter adapter, and you can backfeed the electrical system through the cigarette lighter, and because it's there with the key in and the key off and the key out and all that jazz, and you can plug it into there, but you just make sure that when you're changing that battery, you don't touch that positive to ground. And make sure that, you know, you take good care of it and you always hook the, the positive first and the negative second. But I want to tell you, does your navigation have a CD player where it, you load the uh, navigation software via a CV player, a CD player? 
He's got the little uh, CD card or whatever you call it, a little tiny square card, one inch okay. by one inch. Yeah, an SD card. Um, SD. That, if you pull that out um, and you can change your battery, the only thing you're going to lose is your radio presets and your seating, your creature comfort, how your seat is and how your wife's seat is and you know all that kind of stuff. So um, for me, I just as soon hang on to that because it takes me forever to reset my seat where I wanted it. But in your particular case, if you feel better, just get 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 a twelve volt small twelve volt battery and plug it into the cigarette lighter, and you're home free. Okay. All right, can, I, can I use a battery charger on it, or it's going to be too risky? No, that's too risky. Because when you disconnect the battery, the battery charger is going to see no voltage, and it's going to start amping up really big. And we don't want that to happen. I mean, you can buy a little bitty hand battery for a 12-volt battery for nothing. Now, there's a lot of people that use a 9-volt battery that plugs into a cigarette lighter attachment, which is a little radio battery, and those have been somewhat successful. But here's the deal. Even if you screw it up, it's no big deal. The radios and your seat, that's all. So don't worry about it. If you mess up, don't worry about it. Okay? Okay. All right, my car will still love me. Right. Is, that, is that it? <laughs> your car will love you if you just pay attention to the gauges on the on the dash that's it if you just listen to the, listen to the car and watch the gauges your car will last a very long and change your oil every 5,000 miles or so your car will love you better better than the people that don't anyway thank you very much tom that was funny all right let's move on to doug doug what can i do for you hey i'm so glad i finally found you after all these years um i have an 08 Tahoe, and it's got the uh, active fuel management, and I've been reading on the forums that that can have a tendency to start uh, blowing valves on those four cylinders that um, are being shut off, and I'm thinking maybe I need to tune that out. What is your opinion of that? Is there any downside to doing that? Yeah. First of all, I I want you to know that um, every once in a while I'll go on the forums just to kind of listen to the chatter. And so let me change your question. I want you to call three or four shops that have been around a very long time and ask them on the active fuel management on the GM side, are they seeing anything at all? And the answer is really no. And then you can say to them, well, where would you send heads if you had valve problems? And they're going to say ABC machine. So then you call ABC machine and you say to them, hey, have you, are you seeing active management GM products with valve problems? Really and truly, I, I read that not too long ago, and, and my initial thought process then and now is somebody's blowing smoke. I mean, if I mean, I, I process, you know, gosh darn it, I process 20 cars a day times 250. What's that? 5,000 cars? 500 cars? I don't know. But I process lots of cars, and I, I'm not seeing that. I'm just not seeing mm-hmm. that. I think the worst part of active management... When you come to a stop, it shuts the car off, right? Well, it's actually, it's, when the car's not under load, like down the highway, it'll turn, it'll go from V8 uh-huh. to V4. So it's just shutting four four cylinders off. Okay. And it's not, it's, it's shutting fuel off too. So all, all you're doing is, is, is that particular cylinder isn't participating in the push of the car. And right. so I don't understand if we shut off fuel. We can shut off fuel, but we can still give spark. Who's going to care? There's nothing in the air. 
So I, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of of the of the thought process that because we're killing the cylinder now the engine's watching your throttle it's watching your load it's watching your speed it knows the minute you start going up a hill the computer knows that because the engine vacuum drops and your foot goes a little deeper so it all that everybody knows that so I I wouldn't you know I wouldn't worry about it there's nothing you can do about it. And, yeah. and and yeah, here's what here's what we are seeing. We're seeing some of the active management in the bigger vehicles where people hate it because it's going in and out of fuel management. So not too long ago, we found this stupid little thing that you plug into the data link connector, and it eliminates selective cylinders, cylinder select. Mm. Now the people that we've given that to or we sold to. And and with the money back guarantee, if you don't like it, bring it back, and I'll I'll take it back. But we sold those two. They love it because no longer is that thing hunting. The motor's always right. hunting, and so they don't like that. And it makes a noise if you put aftermarket exhaust on it. Then the noise changes, and it's got a drone that nobody likes. So anyway, you can do whatever you want, but if you if you want to disable active management, just get on the internet and you'll find something. Okay, well, it's also I against the law for any shop to do that. Okay. All righty. Thank you, Doug. Thank you very much. Joe, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Joe. Are you there? I am. Sorry. Um, yeah, I have uh, uh, some replacement mirrors that I bought for a 2003 F-250, and I wanted to go from okay. the SUV-style mirrors, you know, like on an excursion that were on it, to the more square ones. Uh, and... The plug is identical. When I put them in, though, the heated meters mirrors got real hot, and it just didn't feel right. So, um, so I removed them. Is there is there a problem with that? I mean, is it just wired differently, or? Oh, so you took off the stock mirrors without the heat, and you put the heated ones on. Uh, well, the stock mirrors had is the that heat it? symbol on there as well. So I just got the power okay. and the heat in the squares in the square version. Okay, you know I don't I can't answer that for you. I I think the thing to do is is to to go to the parts department and find out if there's an interchange. Did your vehicle come with a different mirror? Could they have Could you have ordered a different mirror? And then at that point, what you're going to do is is go to a wiring diagram and make sure that your power and your ground go to the same place. Usually the power is going to come from this fuse panel, so we're going to have power all the time, and we're going to switch the ground. So that's the new thing that we've, we've, we've been doing for 10 years or even longer. But I'm only guessing. You could have a switch that's switching the... Uh, the power side, the power leg, and the ground is there all the time. The other thing I want you to check is is I want to make sure that your voltage on your battery is is okay. So when you start it up and you hold the idle up, I want to see somewhere between 13 and 14 volts. And so 13 might, might even be your top, but I want you to be at least at 13, and the higher and not to exceed 14 is where I want you to be. If you've got at idle, if you're pumping out 13.8 and I want you to hold the idle up, that might be a tad high. And if you bring the idle up, then you're at the 14, 14 and a half or 15 mark. You got an electrical problem. You got a bad ground. You got a bad regulator. You got something going on there that shouldn't be there. So that could cause the mirrors to overheat and it could be something completely unrelated to the fact that you changed your mirrors. 
So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you want to call, you can. The lines are wide open. we got another hour to go, so you're more than welcome to ask our questions. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday I'm here from 10 to noon. I'll be back in a minute. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.